Um, good morning uh, to the class and I'm sorry that I wasn't able to take a class today because um, I have meeting. So I just thought I'll um, uh, you know record this podcast for you uh, so that we can begin the text tomorrow. And uh, you know as I put it um, uh, on the group, uh, today I'm just going to talk about uh, you know the uh, the growth and development of uh, comic studies as academic discipline in the United States of America. And um, you know as we uh, sort of you know track this uh, development um, you know of uh, this academic discipline, uh, you know uh, uh, along with that we'd also be able to track the uh, the growth and development of of the comic you know uh, beginning with the comic strip and then the comic book and of course uh, the graphic novel you know which uh, so often they are used uh, you know synonymously but yes there are certain um, you know nuances in terms of differences between them so I'll just talk about that um, you know briefly so that we can begin the text tomorrow um, you know the the development of the comic strip and um, you know the comic book uh, in the USA uh, throughout the 20th century is uh, something that is very uh, interesting and um, has obviously caught uh, the attention of various quarters of the academia. Right now, uh, actually, films and comics, you know, they emerged in the 19th century. You know, uh, almost you know around at the same time, and we're talking about a certain uh, you know a certain organized manner, you know, in which uh, we can see it. But you know, film acquired an academic recognition much earlier than the comic. And if you recall my earlier uh, lecture, which was uh, you know a primer or an introduction to the comic books, uh, I thought of uh, uh, I thought of how the you know comic books and the whole genre sort of had to jostle you know with a lot of questions of acceptance you know um, so you know film studies sort of acquired academic recognition very uh, much earlier and uh, you know comics uh, and comic books really took some time okay uh, you know even though uh, comics emerged you know as early as 1830 okay because we we talked of all uh, you know sporadic forms and uh, different kinds of the ways in which they uh, you know sort of made their emergence and their place but uh, you know comic studies have acquired only recent appreciation okay so it has really taken a lot of effort and time you know because this natural division between highbrow and lowbrow between what is literary and what is not etc uh, these are very important debates which have been very central uh, you know to uh, uh, you know that uh, a certain kind of a hierarchy you know when we talk of in terms of um, uh, you know uh, comic studies becoming an academic discipline okay now uh, there's much debate of course about uh, you know which was the first comic book and uh, you know uh, there most uh, you know most critics would talk about the yellow kit like i talked about it in my last class uh, you know by rf oat uh, oat called as being you know recognized as the first modern american comic strip okay although there are um, you know all kinds of uh, uh, you know th there are some uh, disputes regarding that as well okay but uh, yes uh, you know that whether it was the first or not uh, that becomes little secondary but the fact is that the yellow kid you know the publication of the yellow kid uh, was very important because it brought about a certain currency it brought about a certain kind of a 
you know uh, visibility to this kind of a genre okay uh, the 1933 work funnies on parade you know is now uh, almost uh, you know considered to be the first comic book proper you know because the yellow kid was the comic strip and the comic book proper was funnies on parade okay and um, you know after this you'll see uh you know that there is a slow but a quite a steady sort of proliferation of different kinds of uh, uh you know the comic strip or the comic book also and uh you'd see that you know a lot of newspapers were carrying comic strips it added to their uh, readership you know it made uh, you know it made it more interesting and there is a slow but steady proliferation of um, uh, you know this kind of a genre okay so the early 20th century was a very fruitful time for comic strips okay? Okay, all right, and um, you know, by 1935, remember I talked about this even in my last class. In the midst of uh, you know the depression, uh, the comic book became a medium of mass entertainment and communication. I'd also talked about uh, you know the the World War, uh, you know when uh, the comic book also was being uh, you know used as. Uh, uh you know as a kind of very important communication for ideas about war and patriotism etc so the depression also was a very uh, important flashpoint you know in terms of uh, uh, you know uh, making the comic a medium of mass entertainment and communication okay so it was now going down uh, you know to the masses and people were reading and they were gaining that kind of currency okay now uh, when we talk of um, you know uh, you know jerry uh, siegel and Joe Shuster you know we associate them with superman okay and when uh, you know this came into uh, the imagination of the public when it came into the market you know it opened the floodgates of uh, you know superheroes okay so this time you know it's called the golden age of comics until the 1950s okay so you can see that uh, you know the creation of uh, a character like superman and so many other superheroes you know because a lot of times when we think of comics and um, you know graphic novels uh, especially comic books you know we think so much of the superhero you know batman and superman and spiderman and iron man okay and all these uh, you know of course they captured the imagination of the american public but it also uh, you know became uh, it is also considered to be the golden age of comics until the 1950s okay when you had this kind of a, a proliferation and see up to this time you know uh, we don't see anything very critical in terms of research or in terms of uh, you know any kind of critical engagements uh, with the comic but yes there's a proliferation and you understand that the proliferation of the comic was a kind of a precursor to any kind of academic um, and any kind of uh, 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 you know research engagement that you would have uh, to see uh, with with the comic okay so um, you know that's what i said there were many more Uh, superheroes there was a proliferation of this kind of uh, uh, you know this kind of um, uh, character etc but really a very very slow critical work uh, you know could be seen okay and most of the critical commentaries that we saw even if there were some you know written about the comic books they were actually quite dismissive of the field you know they considered to be they were considered to be you know uh, not of a particular standard 
uh, in terms of uh, literary acceptance of framework okay uh, so whatever critical commentaries were there on the comic they were sort of dismissive of it okay rather than being uh, you know uh, appreciative of of this kind of a genre okay and it was obviously a new kind of a genre coming of its own okay uh, in fact in 1954 uh, you know the most scathing attack you know was made on the comic book uh, you know through frederick worthen's seduction of the innocent okay this was a work which was called um, you know the seduction of the innocent of 1954 and it you know scathingly attacked the comic book you know as being something that was um, you know uh, sort of spreading you know uh, delinquency uh, you know uh, you know getting all kinds of wrong messages to young people etc okay and this was a very um, you know it was a very important turning point you know uh, in the development of um, you know comic studies as an academic discipline uh, and we'll see that in a while uh, one important thing of course was you know the setting up of the comic code you know which was established you know a kind of a you know a kind of a code uh, which uh, you know sort of uh, uh, gave you the do's and don'ts and what was supposed to be done you know a kind of a, a, a sort of a kind of a censorship you know if i may uh, on what comics should do and uh, you know what they shouldn't okay now on the one hand we had this kind of scathing attack you know through this work and we had the setting up of the comic code etc okay now at the same time you know of course one very important effect of this was that a lot of the comics they went underground okay so um, you know when we do the chapter tomorrow and we begin we'll see you know that uh, uh, you know what were the underground comics and uh, you know how were they also circulated etc so you know when a lot of these comics went underground uh, you know because the accusation was that you know there was a lot of sex and sleaze and violence and you know all these kind of things which were being you know um, uh, you know sort of shown and uh, you know uh, um, encouraged in the comics so you have these comics going underground but you know when things go underground uh, you have uh, another market for that okay uh, so you know just look at um, you know states in india which are traditionally you know called the dry states and you'll find that there's a lot of smuggling of liquor in those states okay because uh, you know liquor is not allowed so you'll always find the sort of via media to be able to get liquor into those states okay so similarly you know when the underground or when the comic rather went underground it also developed a very important market okay look at books that are banned and films that are banned you know uh, people just want to see them people just want to read them you know just out of curiosity okay so on the one hand we had you know an increasing kind of a readership trying to get hold of these underground comics and on the other hand you also had uh, you know in the 1950s you had the growth of a lot of fanzines okay what are fanzines you know magazines um, you know by uh, about comics and you know by the fans etc okay and these fanzines were defending the comics you know they were defending them as uh, you know an, uh, as an artistic expression as a kind of a you know a very important uh, uh, you know way uh, to actually counter certain kind of uh, cultural practices so you know these almost became the fanzines were almost you know uh, uh, you know examining the role of comics as you know being very very positively countercultural you know and when you are countercultural you are asking questions about taboos you are uh, breaking myths about certain um, you know established norms 
certain kind of normative ideas, some certain kind of uh, uh, you know hegemonies. Okay, these were being questioned. Okay, and the fanzines sort of said, you know, that when uh, you know these comics are actually doing these things, you know, um, you know why should they be suppressed? Okay, so they defended the comics, and with the results that you know uh, that this kind of scathing attack also gave birth to a counter resistance. You know. to um, the comic as a kind of a as a kind of an important artistic expression okay now um, you know after this of course as i said we had the golden age and because of you know uh, this kind of comic code and uh, you know the comics going underground you know there's a kind of a uh, you know there's a kind of a, uh, you know undercurrent okay but then obviously you know when there are bans or when there are codes etc you know the the production begins to decrease and you know there is this uh, the overall uh, you know uh, momentum you know obviously got affected and then we come into what's called the silver age okay the silver age starts okay um, you know which means that um, you know not as much proliferation as we had in the golden age but then of course a uh, very important um, you know individuals and very important movements come up during this time we have spiderman and x-men you know making their foray okay and when spiderman and x-men you know made their foray with uh, you know stanley and jack kirby you know they were the most influential one of the most influential people as far as the comics were concerned okay in fact spiderman is has been um, you know uh, touted to be you know the most popular comic book of 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 all times okay uh, when we do um, you know spiderman as a text you know in our subsequent classes uh, i'll give you uh, you know an introduction to spiderman and how it sort of you know fired the imagination of uh, you know the american youth you know because of the kind of character that spiderman was you know almost uh, you know uh, two personalities two egos you know uh, and one you know representing a nerdy uh, you know science um, obsessed boy and another was this you know strong uh, you know superhero it sort of you know uh, fired the imagination of a lot of american youth okay and with the coming in of spiderman and x men you know uh, Uh, you know this uh, the 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 cult if i may say of uh, you know the superhero characters uh, only got a very great fillip right now um, you know till now we are talking about scholarship you know remember we are examining the growth of uh, comic studies as academic discipline okay and till now as i said uh, you know there is not much that we can talk about in terms of uh, uh, you know in terms of uh, uh you know academic uh, interventions but you know in the 1950s again you know the scholarships uh, scholarship on american uh, on comic books you know began in north uh, northern american universities okay now when um, you know a discipline enters you know uh, uh you know in in terms of a department you know or in terms of programs in a particular university that's um, you know very important because you know you're going to have batches of students who are going to study it and they're going to further research they're going to further write they're going to spread the uh you know going to spread the word around and you know to be able to gain that kind of currency you know uh, if you have uh, a particular course as an academic discipline in a university that becomes a very important start point for all kinds of academic interventions and all kinds of uh, academic uh, disciplines to begin okay so um, you know that it began there in you know north american universities and in 1960s and 1970s you know um 
uh, even the underground comics became very very popular okay so in north american universities we'll talk about uh, you know which was uh, for example we had in uh, a 19 uh, that was of course 1950s okay it was being studied uh, you know or uh, the movement started you know beginning in those universities and by 1960s and 1970s underground comics started becoming very very popular right they became very popular and they were being seen as um, you know an ideal uh, way uh, you know or uh, ideal representation of counter cultural impulse and breaking taboos okay so if in the you know in the earlier ages uh, you saw the underground comics of course they were reviled you, you know they were criticized but they were gaining that kind of popularity by the time it was the 1960s and 70s you see the underground comics you know emerging as a very um, definite countercultural um, impulse okay and people wanting to read the comics and also wanting to engage in research to be able to examine all these kind of uh, 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 you know all these kind of impulses that the comics were actually uh, you know sort of spreading okay now uh, now we'll come to you know some very important texts you know there were now after this you'll see there are important books okay uh, of course in 1974 we had uh, the university of uh, uh, you know california uh, you know introducing um, uh, you know um, a course which was called uh, you know literature and popular culture okay and in that uh, you know the comic became one aspect of that course so you see even in the 1950s you know if uh, uh, you know the scholarship of comic books began in north american universities it was not in that sense of a full-fledged uh, you know course in that way but you see one small probably module uh, to study comic books etc were being introduced okay so in 1974 the university of california introduced literature and popular culture and uh, many other universities during that time were introducing these courses okay and of course now if you look at many many universities you know they have uh, uh, comic studies it's a full-fledged uh, you know it's a full-fledged sort of department with uh, courses with you know their own uh, modules of study etc you know talking about the uh, you know the origin of the comic and uh, you know working through its entire growth and development and so many new uh, challenges and so many new ways of reading the comic okay now um, uh, a very important work you know now we're talking about scholarship beginning you know uh, the early comic strip this is the work called the early comic strip picture stories and narrative strips in european broadsheet from 1450 to 1825 uh, circa this is a work by david kunzley okay and his work in fact he uh, sometimes is considered to be you know the father of the comic strip in terms of you know all the uh, you know the kind of research that he put in okay and this work also uh, you know became a very important work to be able to start a discussion on uh, the comic because you know it says it's picture stories and narrative strips okay and remember i told you uh, that you know comic um, or the comic books are defined as sequential art good okay? and sequential art was a term which was given by will eisner okay i'll come to that in a while okay so when we talk of uh, you know david kunsley you know his work was um, just this work was the beginning of many more books that he would write on 
uh, you know the comic book its analysis understanding it uh, you know the 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 craft of it the theory of it okay and of course um, will eisner's uh, work called uh, a contract you know which was uh, the first it was believed to be you know the first graphic novel you know of 1979 um was considered to be a very important work you know which gave a certain kind of a visibility and a coinage to this work okay in fact it is uh, uh, you know he is believed to be the one who uh, you know gave this um, uh, term you know of um, a sequential art you know what is um, you know what is a, a comic and how would it be defined and remember when we talk of sequential art we talked about uh, you know pictorial uh, work we talk of hieroglyphics we talked of um, you know cave paintings etc so you see the, the the origins of the comic are very old but the kind of academic acceptance is is very very recent okay now in uh, 1985 he um, you know he wrote another work called comic and comics and sequential arts okay comic and sequential art okay this was also um, uh, you know a very important work in the sense that you know uh, he gave a sort of a kind of a framework to be able to understand what is a comic and uh, you know how Uh, as a genre you know how is it to be understood what are the classifications etc so you see now with uh, you know kunzli and with uh, will eisner there are a lot of people now who are going to start writing uh, books and there are journals also going to be made uh, or good journals going to be established for uh, you know solely for the study of comic um, you know of um, solely for the research of comic books and graphic novels etc so you see now there's a kind of a organized kind of institutionalization of the comic book and the comic strip and the graphic novel okay now uh, in 1986 you know 1986 was a very important year uh we'll come to this i think when we do the chapter tomorrow as well uh because you know in 1986 um, you know there was this um, uh you know uh, you know there was this term given called uh, you know the holy trinity and we understand the holy trinity is otherwise um, you know a term which is used for uh you know god the father god the son god the holy spirit in terms of um, christianity and you know when we talk of trinity we generally talk of a triumvirate or three people or three important books which uh you know became very very important as far as um, you know the the comic was concerned okay now we had these three very important works in the same year all right so 1986 becoming a sort of a very important flash point you know for the uh, uh, you know the visibility and the uh, growth of importance you know of the comic book okay now we had art spiegelman's mouse you know and we're going to do that in our syllabus and art spiegelman's mouse was like um you know absolutely um, you know important work you know because it was a graphic novel uh, you know spiegelman got the pulitzer prize for that and uh, you know this work is taught in many many colleges and universities around the world as a holocaust book you know otherwise you know we generally associate you know holocaust literature with uh, you know novels like um, you know uh you know like night you know or like uh, uh you know devil's arithmetic or like you know the diary one frank or uh you know uh, the the book the book thief etc okay so uh, you know ellie weasel and all these other people of course those were the novels that you know a lot of you read i think even night is on the syllabus of uh, uh, of um, uh, you know the the uh, punjab university as well but uh, you know look at a graphic novel you know being taught as a kind of a free work to be able to understand holocaust literature okay uh, that's art spiegelman uh, 
it's about of course uh, you know the, uh, the the you know all the vagaries that everybody faced and especially art speakerman's father uh, when he was in the concentration camps in auschwitz okay then we had um, uh, you know alan moore and dave gibbons watchman okay this was another very important work okay and this also got a lot of um, attention and brought a lot of currency you know to the comic book okay and of course we had frank miller's um, you know batman tales and the dark knight returns okay so you see uh, the batman tales then you have watchman and you have mouse okay all coming out in uh, 1986 okay and these three considered to be you know the holy trinity okay they gave much much impetus to uh, the manner in which we looked at the comic book we um, understood it and we uh, sort of uh, uh, you know uh, placed it within certain frameworks okay so all of these are you know taught in classes across the world in universities and colleges etc and uh, a lot some of them uh, have also uh, been you know of course made into films and series and animations etc okay so um, uh, now you see how the whole thing is getting give, being given uh, you know a very definite fillip okay and in 1990 you know we had uh, a work by uh, Th- uh, thomas inge called comics as culture okay 1990 to- comics as culture just look at the title you know look at the title of the work okay and we see now uh, the comic is going to enter you know it's not going to be uh, you know a, a certain kind of a reductionist way of looking at the comic you know it is going to be seen within a framework okay and you'll see its relationship with cultural studies etc okay which has um, you know uh, given it that kind of an importance in terms of sometimes being uh, of course countercultural sometimes talking about a certain subculture and also having a very important uh, bearing you know on uh, the manner in which uh, you know we have a certain kind of a category of people read and interpret the comic okay in terms of um, you know its uh, you know its position you know in uh, popular culture and in uh, you know uh, public imagination okay so um, this was uh, you know published by the university press of um, uh, you know of mississippi okay and uh, you see that all these books that are being written uh, you know are being published by the universities the courses that are being organized and you see the courses are changing every time you know and why do they change every time obviously they change because they have to accommodate and they have to bring in all the other uh, you know cultural influences that the comic uh, you know has been uh, having upon it and also the influence that the the comic book has been able to exert on other areas okay so you see uh, long decades of um, struggle you know and long decades of uh, you know the contribution of so many individuals okay and we're talking about uh, america you know i of course yes uh, you know in my last class i talked about a very brief movement in terms of the development of the comic in america and then you know through the war years and through depression and then we came also to you know if we have to go out of america look at the development and growth of the manga you know in in japan okay and of course um uh, you know anime cartoons another world altogether but then the comic you know as a sequential art you know had to go through many many uh, decades of struggle okay and never could get that um, you know early coinage that film studies got for example okay because film studies also very early uh, you know began to be considered uh, you know literary in so many senses uh, you know uh, uh, you know a theory being used in film studies and uh, you know gaining that kind of a Uh, you know co- 
coinage and that kind of a reputation which comics really uh, had to struggle you know it took a long time for them to get there okay now um, uh, you know these works uh, you know these literary works these um, uh, you know works which became what we call reference books you know they uh, you know defined uh, they not only uh, you know revised sort of or uh, you know illuminated upon the definitions of the comic book you know as um, and obviously they worked upon uh, you know the basic definition that Eisner gave you know um, uh, you know of um, you know comics as being sequential art okay then there was a lot of uh, discussion about all the characteristics of the comic okay uh, you know when we talk about the gutter for example the gutter you know is the space between panels um, that you see when you read a comic book okay the space that you have between panels so you know the gutter was being discussed uh, the question of sequential art was being discussed the question of uh, the role of uh, you know the penciler for example yes the person who uh, you know draws the picture the role of the speech bubbles for example the role of color you know the role of onomatopoeia you know how all these things were being discussed in great detail you know they were being discussed threadbare and there was more and more deep delving into this whole question of what the comic book is and what kind of possibilities it holds you know remember the chapter that we're going to do tomorrow uh, you know is uh, uh, you know is the power of the comic book you know the power of the comic book okay and um, uh, you know i think uh, the the people who wrote critical works on them they had to sort of uh, you know uh, show people that the comic is not only something which is uh, you know juvenile and is it is about uh, you know very flimsy things it could be about things which um, you know uh, uh, you know might have uh, you know important uh, questions to talk about you know important interventions to make you remember i've shared with you uh, the the 16 page comic about martha Lu uh, martin uh, luther king okay about uh, the walk to freedom about how uh, you know uh, apartheid was sort of being um, you know resisted through even uh, this kind of a comic representation you know which a lot of people read and it became so very popular okay and then we have a work like um, Art Spiegelman's Mouse. Okay, so just to think of the comic as something very juvenile, something which you know, um, you know, would only be uh, you know having a certain kind of a readership in terms of ages and in terms of mindset. That had to change. Okay, not to say that the comics are not read by young people or by children. They are, but then there's much more to that. You know, than just looking at it at uh, in a, in a sort of a very narrow within a very narrow scope. Okay, now. Um, uh, now we also had uh, uh, you know a work like uh, uh, adult comics um, uh, an introduction you know by Roger Sabin in, in the 1990s and 1993 okay and uh, that book also examines the origin of the comic okay and when we do the chapter tomorrow you know there is an introduction which talks of the origin okay the origin of the comic you know uh, much uh, you know uh, theories about that much disputes about that you know there's a there's a work of uh, there's a work of tapestry you know which is a huge long uh, you know several meter painting you know which is sometimes considered to be the origin or sometimes considered to be the first kind of comic strip or the first kind of comic work that you could get then you know some uh, theories would talk about a certain kind of a painting or a certain kind of a rudimentary form of sequential art okay and you see 
lots of discussion on the origin of the comic also uh, you know is being done during this time okay so uh, the adult comic and introduction 1993 look at the title of the work here yeah? adult comics and introduction okay because um, uh, i mean not to say you know that you wanted to sort of separate it completely from a child or from a children's readership you know but then yes it was a kind of uh, writing which uh, you know had a certain uh, way in which you could seriously sort of engage with it you know rather than being something that was just trashy that you could read and you could just throw away or you know you could just spend your time with uh, you know at a you know at a railway platform and then just forget about it no there was much more to be dealt with and when we had all these this proliferation of this kind of writing coming up that really aided a lot to be able to understand that the comic could have so many more possibilities okay um, now in the 1990s there were two trends you know when we looked at um, you know all kinds of uh, uh, you know academic research that was being done on the comic one was uh, you know examining the cultural histories of comics you know what were the uh, you know putting them in a certain kind of a historical uh, you know uh, framework and what were the cultural histories you know um, you know and you were uh, do, we've been doing cultural studies we do understand you know how uh, you know this it, it, you know it is like um, it is like a lattice you know which um, you know moves through almost every aspect of whatever life we are living in okay and so um, you know uh, a lot of the academic in, you know uh, interventions were about the cultural histories of comics you know what were the trends prevalent at a particular time and how did they find their way into the comics how are they represented you know in the different works um, you know whether they comic books or comic strips etc and the second was uh, what the medium is and what it can do so on the one hand you're examining the cultural histories of comics and you're also examining on the other hand what the medium is you know uh, the definition of the comic or the examination of the comic and what it can do you know which means what are the possibilities that we can have in terms of the comic because the possibilities are immense okay and we'll see uh, you know uh, in in you know the the remaining part of my lecture which is i'm, I'm just going to i think uh, wrap it up in a while we're going to see the during you know the turn of the century um, uh, you know uh, you know they were people who or they were critics rather or they were uh, you know academicians who were not just people from literature or people from art you know we had a person uh, we had a critic like david carrier you know he was a philosopher and a historian you know and he also brought a certain depth to the work you know when we talk about uh, depth you know we are talking about uh, uh, you know philosophical perspectives uh, historical frameworks etc and you see people are going to come in to be able to bring about this kind of composite frame work you know to be given to the comic as a kind of a cultural expression you know so um, you know in the first years um, you know of the 21st century uh, just look at the kind of approaches that began to be used to be able to study the comic book you know you had the approaches of cultural studies and this is the first years of the 21st century okay so you have cultural studies you have film studies you have post colonial studies okay now look at all these theories which we you know technically always reserved only for uh, literature you know or maybe even for film studies okay but now you see post colonial studies cultural studies film studies um, you know uh, studies on uh, you know the role of women for example in comics you know and all these things being all these approaches being used to be able to understand the comic you know in all its depth and in all its breadth 
okay so we are looking at what the comic is and what the possibilities are you know so you can look at it from a post colonial lens you can look at it look at it from a uh, from the lens of cultural studies it could be looked at it from uh, you know women and gender studies roles etc and these became very very important to be able to understand the comic so you see the comic coming of its own through a lot of academic intervention and also through a certain kind of proliferation of different types of comics okay now then we also have the first journal of comics you see um uh, you know the journal also becomes very important because a journal um, you know is um, obviously a collection of um, you know literary pieces which are in the form of papers reviews etc uh, you know which have which are supposed to have academic rigor okay and the important thing about a journal is also the question of continuity you know the journal has a certain continuity you have a journal which is uh, you know which comes out twice a year once it comes out in the fall or in the winter or it is you know comes out once in 3 months etc so the continuity is very important and the journals give you um, you know uh, uh, the idea about the latest developments uh, that take place in the field okay now uh, you know an important journal you know was inks cartoon and comic art studies it was the first journal okay of um, you know dedicated to comic studies and it came out in 1994 and it ran till 1997 but it just disappeared all of a sudden all right which means you know there's a lot of um, work that goes into a journal and it also has to be sustained in a particular way you know that sustenance and that sort of consistency is very important if you want to have uh, a journal running okay so the journal sort of just disappeared in 1997 okay uh, then in 1999 we had uh, you know uh, john dents the international journal of comic art and this was a very important journal and this became a sort of a you know a flash point it became a flash point uh, for us to be able to uh, you know make many important interventions and understand because you know people were able to contribute their papers their essays uh, you know their reviews book reviews you know on uh, uh, you know on books that have been written on uh, you know the uh, you know comic art and uh, you know comic books etc and in 1999 with the international journal of comic art you know uh, by john dent this became um the sort of precursor and many others followed okay so if you just google uh, to look for uh, you know journals on um, uh, you know comic books etc you'll find that there are many okay and uh, you know many of them are uh, run by universities university departments and they try to make all these kind of interventions and try to have the latest um you know developments in the world of comic books and graphic books uh, you know um, shown uh, through the works through the papers and through the you know uh, literary uh, reviews etc okay now many others followed and uh, then you know university libraries also they expanded their holdings on comics you know otherwise in the earlier times you know uh, comics did not even have uh, they did not even have place a uh, place in a library you know because it was considered to be you know non literary and literary you know um, uh, you know juvenile in that sense and you see when um, you know libraries and particularly university libraries you know they began to make space you know to have uh, you know uh, comic books uh, you know occupy their shelves that also became a very important uh, you know part of this whole um, uh, scholarship 
to do with uh, comic books okay and um, you know now you'll see that there is much scholarship um, on underground comics and uh, you know and even a um, lot of comics asking uh, you know these questions about women and comics you know how are women portrayed in comics you know are uh, you know questions of gender studies questions of women studies you know uh, all these different things can they be understood through uh, you know the very careful understanding of comics okay and underground comics also they sort of uh, uh, you know they they were um, you know examined so much and they lost uh, uh, you know that 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 kind of um, uh, you know that kind of secrecy and that kind of uh, uh, you know a certain kind of uh, ill reputation that they had okay because so many people and so many critics you know were examining underground comics looking at comics as a means of cultural expression as a means of uh, you know sort of tracking different movements uh, you know uh, during different times of history okay that is why we have Mao's and we also have um, you know uh, the walk to freedom for example and we have many other comics which are uh, you know to do with uh, uh, look at the comic industry for example in India okay uh, a lot of our comics of course now um, you know the comic industry had its certain golden period but now it's waned because of um, so many other mediums of entertainment and we'll see a lot of the comic books in India were to do with mythology you know they were to do with mythologies they were to do with um, you know gods and goddesses and kings etc or uh, you know ancient tales like you know the panchatantra etc amar chitra katha then we had you know uh, you know a very interesting um, you know uh, the tinkle in which we had characters like supandi you know and um, you know all those kind of things we had stock characters we had mythologies etc so you see the uh, you know the, the 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 comic you know as a genre has grown and um, in terms of academic um, uh, in terms of academic discipline uh, in terms of academic discipline also uh, we see the growth of the comic okay so both um, you know this is um, you know this is a paper um, you know by uh, uh, you know it, it written in 2017 i just want to quote with that and end my uh, end my lecture uh, you know this is by uh, narula mambul okay and this is um, uh, what uh, this is how the the paper ends okay it says thus both in the university and beyond comic studies has developed often despite prejudice and in unexpected ways and shows every sign of continuing to do so you know so these last lines of this um, you know this work you know introduction to comic studies okay which was uh, published in the journal it says both in the university and beyond you know comic studies has developed often despite prejudice so just look at this uh, uh, you know just look at this line you know comic studies in the university and beyond okay and we do understand you know that it went to the universities much later you know the beyond was more important you know because we had the proliferation of the comic we had the uh, the growth of the comic we had the production of the comic uh, and despite the prejudice you know and the prejudice is very important remember i always told you that the comic had to jostle you know with other kinds of uh, uh, you know sort of highbrow uh, so to speak uh, you know uh, forms of art okay and uh, you know something which is very literary would obviously uh, try to push the comic away you know and say you don't uh, come into our league okay so it had to face all that kind of prejudice and in unexpected ways you know it has grown 
and uh, beyond probably uh, a, a lot of our expectations okay and shows every sign of continuing to do so okay and um, it's going to keep growing uh, uh, in my work of course i haven't discussed you know that when was the first uh, you know uh, phd uh, you know in comic studies gained in one of the american universities and after that you know a lot of people are you know pursuing their um, you know uh, phds in comic studies a lot of students doing dissertations on that a lot of students doing their mphil also on that okay and much academic work being uh, you know done in this field okay so uh, just look at the way you know uh, the the development of uh, you know comic studies grew uh, in america and of course now in many other universities of the world what kind of a place it has and how it has to keep uh, you know growing with its uh, interventions and uh, uh, you know studying the comic through many many theory theoretical lenses and also putting it in certain cultural perspectives okay so with this i end the lecture um, i know uh, it's um, you know uh, i mean it it will not have that kind of uh, um, uh, you know uh, rigor i might say if you know if i'm in the class you know and that gives you a certain kind of a, a pulsating feeling you know of having the students there but uh, since i have a meeting and i don't want to uh, miss on the class so uh, i'll be sending you this podcast uh, thank you everyone and we will start with uh, uh, you know the chapter that we have uh, uh, in our class tomorrow thank you